this now, Tommy? Yes, I can. I can see you now. All right, awesome. I can see you too. Oh, good. Right, let's get going. <laughs> well, first, man, I just want to say thank you again for, for doing this again with us. I really appreciate it with all the technical difficulties and everything last time. Okay, well, you're frozen now. I don't know if it's, you can hear me, but you have, you're, you're, you could just get that one picture of you. It's kind of frozen. All right, let's see. Yeah, you look a little goofy there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> no, All right, Tommy. Well, hey, just to start things off, can you share with us one of your funniest pot stories? Funny pot stories? Yes. yes. God. Uh, uh, what's a funny pot story? <laughs> oh. Let's see. Oh, well, one, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Uh, my son, was, uh, we, we booked him into this private school in Ojai, California. And uh, it was very hard to get in. And it, like, it, I think the tuition was like $10,000, some, some pretty ridiculously high amount. Right, right. And so he had to... Uh, you know, they had a, a, a audition. They met him, and, and you know, they thought he was cool. <laughs> and they let him in, and then uh, about a week later, they kicked him out. Him and his uh, him and his buddy found a piece of road tar, and they thought it was hash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so they. So they lit it. They lit it up, and of course it wasn't hash. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, the teachers found out about it. I think the other kid told on them, and uh, so my kid got kicked out of school for <laughs> for, his, for for not even smoking for just having a chunk of road hash, road right. tar in his right, possession. Right. So I didn't know whether I didn't know whether to to get mad at him for for getting kicked out for drugs or getting mad because he thought uh, he knew better than to think that Rotar was a piece of hash. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I thought I taught him better than that. Anyway, he's, <laughs> but my, my daughter, Raydon, before that, she was, she, she was in that stroll and she did really well. Uh-huh. But uh, they kicked my kid out and they wouldn't give my money back. So. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy, man. I can't believe that. Threw him out over over some tar? Yeah, road tar. Piece of tar. Yeah. Well, the teacher right. didn't know either. It was, back, it was back when everybody, you know, was freaked out. They didn't know anything about anything. You know. They thought that uh, if you right. got, exactly. if you smoke weed, you know, you'd give birth to some deformed kid or something you know they they had right for madness scared yep it was very for madness all the way big 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 time now it's the opposite now man isn't that something the worst weed on the market the worst weed on the market today is the stuff that they grew in um, the the government grows for potheads you know right it's yeah, crazy too. The, just over over the past couple of years, too, just seeing the difference in like the quality of cannabis, just 
yeah how it's gone from like dirt weed that we got sent over from mexico to to what we have now it's quality is insanely different it's well crazy. they didn't know how to grow it you know they they they, they it was just contractual obligation you know they they had to make it uh, medicine, you know, for the people that right. had, that needed it, and they would send them exactly. this horrible, horrible weed in a can with joints. Did you ever see that? They had a big yeah. I think I've seen yeah. a I've seen a video yeah. from back in the day. You get that circle, yeah. it almost looks like a coffee a coffee can. Yeah, uh, it was a tobacco can. It was an old player's tobacco can, mm -hmm. and they filled it up with joints. You know, and it was the worst weed, headache weed. <laughs> that's too funny. But yeah, that's, that's that's crazy just to see how how this little little bit of time, how things have changed. And then, and then you know, the singing group, the Four Tops? No, you I don't. That? Oh, you don't. It was a Motown group. They were very famous at one time. And they, okay. were, they were playing in Vancouver in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And they were, I think they were backing, I think Diana Ross and the Supremes. Okay. And they were at a, at a hotel. Anyway, they shared a joint and they left the brooch in an ashtray. Mm -hmm. And the maid came in to clean the room and found this joint. So she immediately reported to the front desk. And the front desk immediately called the police and the police immediately got the room next to them and, uh, and waited until they finished the show, until mm -hmm. they were all in their room, and then they bust through the door and busted all the four tops. And Damn. One, and one white comedian. <laughs> white, one white guy. <laughs> and, and, and the tops, because he had been opening the show for the four tops. And the tops. Right, right. <laughs> Guilty well, they were guilty. They, yeah, they were guilty, but the white guy, and he kept, I don't know if he was Jewish or just a white guy. I, I, he sounded very Jewish to me because he was screaming right. at the cops. Hey, I'm not with these guys. Look at me. Look at me. Do I look like a boy? Do I look like a boy? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a boy. Oh, man. man. I think that's almost anybody's first response when they come in and run with the cops. It's not me, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not it's with not these here. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are real stories. Um, this, this isn't made up. This is something we're That makes it even better, though. I mean, not necessarily in the time, but for storytelling later, it's always better if the story story's true. Yeah, yeah, and and unexpected, you know, because at the time, the Four Tops were the furthest thing from, you know, hippies or anything like that. They were, right. you know, they were the Four Tops. They're Motown. And they were exactly. squeaky, squeaky clean, squeaky clean, except for when it comes to weed, you know, because mm -hmm. weed has always been in the music. Uh, see, you know, one way or another, you know. So I know that you and Cheech have a new game, Cheech and Chong's Bud Farm, that's currently available through the yes. Google Play and the App Store. So what inspired mm -hmm. you guys to create that game? Uh, actually, it was the people that grew up with, uh, the people that make the game, you know, the people from Bud Farm, the, the mm -hmm. ones in Vancouver. Well, they all grew up with Cheech and Chong, and, and so we met them on an airplane. I was okay. flying into Vancouver for something, and the the, the one of the I guess uh, creators of the of the game talked to my son Parrish, and who manages us, 
But they came up with this uh, plan of doing a Cheech and Chong game. And Cheech, Cheech and I weren't, you know, as tight as we used to be. And, uh, and so it really depended upon Cheech to give the okay. Right. And, uh, but Cheech, he's no fool. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he heard about it. He said, yeah, okay. And so uh, they created the game. And then they, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, got permission from Up and Smoke to use uh, our voices and caricatures and all that. Right. And it took a while, but it's all, apparently it's doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I actually, yeah. yeah, I actually had the chance to to test out the game too before the official launch on 420, and oh, I, yeah. I've been playing it almost in all of my free time the past couple of weeks. It's yeah. it's super yeah. addicting. It's so addicting because you get, <laughs> I know I played it. You get up there, and now we're, they're they're adding some more voices in that. I think they they're adding Cheech's voice. They had mine, but now they're they're adding chichins in there. Yeah, it's I love the game. It's a great concept. I like the concept where you just go to the mailbox and get your money. I do too. <laughs> I think all that's of us a, like that a little. Yeah, that's mailbox money. No. mailbox money. Oh yeah. Now, I know both of us, uh, we've been huge Xi Chong fans for as long as we can remember. So I know uh, I'm not the only one that got excited in 2014 when Rolling Stone announced you guys were in works on a new, a new Xi Chong movie. Is, there, is that still in the works? And if so, is there anything that you would be able to share about that? We tried, we tried to go with the uh, Broken Lizard people, is that what they call them? Anyway. Yeah, uh, Broken Lizard. Yeah, that, that didn't work out, you know, because they got their own style of humor right and, and Cheech was in that thrill and I would definitely you know we write our own stuff at least I write my own stuff I have a hard right. time you know if, if if it's easy to do I can do it you know but it's much easier creating you know the your own stuff and then you remember it <laughs> yeah <laughs> or uh, for the most part you remember it um, right i was gonna say even uh, if you don't you can kind of improvise based off what you do remember but yeah yeah but no matter what it is you know you're you're out you're there it's tough working i you know i found it almost impossible i, I almost did a tv show they had a, a sitcom kind of sitcom kind of show and I worked on it, and my wife was one of the producers. But uh, the only reason I would even consider doing the show was that she was supposed to be my acting partner. You know, it's like uh, one of those old-fashioned, you know, Danny Thomas kind of, the comedian at home, you know, that kind right. of look. And I thought that would be cool. But yeah. they had a, but the writers had a different, uh, different agenda, I guess. And this was like a, the second group of writers, third actually, a group of writers, because again, I'm not the easiest guy to write for, unless you include me and start using my ideas. But you know, like everybody, right. you know, they they got their own idea of what they mm -hmm. what things should be, and so. So, so they, 
you know, and, and, they, and they never argued with me, you know, the writers and the producers, you know, they just, oh, yeah, they agree. Give me the yeah, yeahs. You know, I'd tell them an idea. They'd right. go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeahs. And so now, then they would pitch their version of what they wanted the show to be. And it was cute, you know, as a pitch goes, you know. Mm -hmm. But reality, it, it, it was the kind of pitch that was like, maybe further down the line, we could do stories like that. But in the beginning, mm -hmm. you, you, you want to introduce the stars of the of the show and see them in their real habitat and with the real problems, you know, just like the Housewives of Beverly Hills or any of those kind of shows, you know, or right. Jersey Shores, any of those. You got to know who you are and where you are, and then what you're doing is up to you. You know, right. make it interesting, exactly. whatever. They never got that concept. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I was too big of a star for them to discuss it with me. Because mm -hmm. what, what happened, they they just never really had the vision. They you know, they, they, they're they're locked into their world. Right. And that's a that's a problem. And so and so they they're used to a lot of those companies they're used to hiring people. And then once they hire them, they figure they own them and, and they'll do whatever they're told to do because they're getting right. all this money. Exactly. But that's that's not the way I, I work. It's never been the way I work. Like I've, I've given money back yeah. because uh, because I didn't like, you know, I, I didn't like the product. I didn't like what, what was being done because I'm not into <laughs> anything that I do for money just for money I'm doing it for if it's humor I'm doing it for the humor if mm -hmm. it's uh, whatever it is you know I'm doing it for the art I, I'm definitely not doing it just to make a paycheck you know which is why right. I, I turned down I turned down Disney back in the day when Cheech and I we'd just broken up and then uh, Katzenberg was running Disney at the time and he offered us mm -hmm. uh, the Lion King you know yeah, and, you guys were uh, supposed to be the do the hyenas, right? The hyenas. So I I saw that it wasn't Cheech and Chong. It was it was Disney. Right, right. And, I, and so I said, no, I can't do that. And I I turned it down. Cheech did it, and Whoopi Goldberg did it. Mm -hmm. But I think what happened when you do that, it's like you sell your soul. You know, the once once mm -hmm. you sell out, once you sell your soul, once you become an actor then you got no excuse. You know, you right. gotta do what, whatever's hired, you know, then you have to listen to the writers, you have to listen to, right. to you the, definitely have to, to do the what directors you're told and all that. Yeah, yeah. But with that, when I said no, I wouldn't do it because I Disney didn't believe in Cheech and Chong, but <laughs> they believed in our star power, you know, that we would have people come like with Cheech, you know. And, they, mm -hmm. and Cheech has been in a ton of Disney movies since then, you know, because he is an actor. You know, and right. He will do. He will do that stuff. But with me, mm -hmm. if I if I'm not playing uh, like a stoner, you know, that kind of guy, then I can't I can't do that job. Now, I can right. I can I can become like 
like I did the color of outer space. I did that. That was a serious. But even in the in the color of outer space, I the character that I played was like an older version of of who I am. You know, you, right. you, it wouldn't be hard to see man. You know, uh, being years later, being living in a in a shack in the woods. You know? <laughs> no, I actually just smoking? recently watched that too with uh, with my fiance. Yeah. I think it was last week, and I was just, I yeah. was just watching it because you did performance wise. It didn't take away from the movie or anything, but I was like, no. I could totally see that being Tommy from like back in the day, just living in the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, so I could do those parts, but I couldn't do. I couldn't become cute. You know, right. I. I'd, have to be uh, just a little edgy, you know. Like yeah. when when Chichi, when Chichi and I were on uh, the Tonight Show, uh, what's his name? Uh, I always forget his name. That was with uh, John Stewart. Uh, you okay. Know. Yeah. Uh, come on, what's his name? That's has the Tonight Show. Um, um, There's so many Tonight Shows. I know. Jimmy Fallon. No, the other guy. Conan, is it? No, not Conan. Come on, one more. Uh, he, he used to. Uh, come on, his name. Damn, it's right there. there. <laughs> Leno? No, not Leno. Yeah, well, he took over from Leno, didn't he? No, that was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Come on, he used to be with John Stewart, did the news, he had his own show. Uh, come on, someone. Anyway, we're on his show. He he didn't want to have a. Well, oh, we're having someone look it up. <laughs> they wouldn't have a sit at the at the uh, the couch or anything, you know. Uh, and so, what they did, they pretended we were a satellite. And so they put Cheech and I in a chair and we couldn't move because we had our own camera on us. And so what it uh -huh. did, they, they, they trapped, uh, what's the name? Anyway, they, they trapped us, uh, they trapped us. And, uh, oh. No, 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 the other guy. The other ass. Oh, I lost you. Uh, uh, <laughs> there. there you go. Uh, oh, no. Uh, leave it alone. Anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to us later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, 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 they, because they were so afraid of what we'll do, you know, like, uh, they don't trust us, you know, trust right. me, you know, because uh, we, we tore, we, we, we tore up a, a set on uh, Dick Clark's American Bandstand. <laughs> if you get a chance, check out, there's a, a clip of us. And and we we were supposed to rate a record. Uh -huh. We instead of rating the record, we t tore the set up. You know, I, I was like <laughs> a big old, I was like a biker, and I, we had I took some chains, and I told Dick Clark, I said, just get out of the way when 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 shit hits the fan. <laughs> and and so he loved it. Everybody loved it, and and, and so they uh, <laughs> so they, uh, they they but they didn't tell the crew or anybody. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, just the dick out of the way, and so I tore up the the set and Cheech was hitting on on uh, Helen Redding at the time. At the, you know, it was it was 
unexpected, but it, it, it created interest. You know, then yeah. whenever we were on, they, they wanted that. <laughs> but when we went on the, the, the show, uh, they didn't want it. They, they wanted right. the control, you know. And, and that's what's mm -hmm. coming, you know, that, that was, that's what pissed me off with the, with the kind of comedy they wanted Cheech and I to do. I, I, I like doing something edgy, you know, something that's going yeah. to be, you know. I, I, really I like, pull people I like, in, you know. Yeah, I like the outlaw. I, I like the outlaw. Oh, yeah. I mean that's and, and that's why. And, but then, I, then, see, everybody comes around. Uh, Disney came around, and, and now then they hired me. <laughs> I was I was in the hospital having an operation for cancer, and uh -huh. I got a call that they wanted me on the Zootopia, and so they. They literally took me from the hospital. <laughs> uh, barely had my clothes on, you know, I had a little hospital gown. Right. And they took me to the soundstage at Disney and did all the voices for the, the yak in uh, Zootopia. And, and but see, that's where, that's where Disney grew up. You know, they said, right. oh, okay, this guy, you know, uh, at one time we wouldn't let him in the park. But now he's, you know, weed is legal, and, and it's, uh, and they wrote the character as as being not a stoner, but sort of like a old, you know, sort of a spacey guy, like like I, yeah. the guy I played. Exactly. So, so 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 the world's coming around. It's coming around. Yeah, it, I definitely it, have to say, I, when I heard your voice in that movie, I was jumping up in joy. I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but I do have to ask though, if you don't mind, that collection of bongs and vibes behind you there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, how how big is that? What's all there? What what what's your well, favorite? I mean, I think yeah. we all want to know that. Well, I've uh, I've made. This is my hobby. This is what I, I did. <laughs> you know, even when I was, I went to jail for making bombs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for selling bombs. Okay. <laughs> While I was in jail, I ended up in the in the garden, and because I had a lot of fans there, the the, the head guy, you know, Mr. Ono, Japanese, mm -hmm. he he got a little area for me in the garden, and this uh, the guy that ran the garden, my buddy, he's a golf caddy named Harry Larson. He uh, he built the garden, one of these genius guys. And he, uh, we had a little cabin, little shack in the middle of the prison now. And, and we had all those fresh vegetables all around us and that. And so Ono brought me a, a, a skip load of, of uh, this clay that they found in the desert. You know, it's really good clay, the kind that you make pottery out of. He dumped it in front of my little area there so I just went to work making clay bombs <laughs> so I made, a, awesome. a of, I, I made a ton of bombs but I had no way of, uh, of uh, firing them up you know turning them into uh, to uh, pottery mm -hmm. and so I so we had an Indian sweat lodge on, on the and the and on the lodge we were allowed to build fires to heat the rocks and so okay. we could have our own, we could have our own bonfire 
Well, when you got awesome. fire and you're in, in the Indian grounds, man, I mean, in prison, that was, that was really <laughs> like, wow, we could do this. And so what we would do, I, what I would do, you know, I'd, I'd get bread and stuff from the, uh, from the mess hall, you know, from the dining room. And then we'd have toast. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like much when you're outside, but when you're in prison, having right. your own fire and being able to cook your own toast. That, that was like a crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Thing. And so, uh, so then at the end of my sentence, I, 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 want, I had all these clay bombs that I wanted to fire up. And I was told, you know, through, you know, because mm -hmm. prisoners run the, run the prison mm -hmm. and they know everything. And, and there was a, a kill in, in the warehouse that the warden took out of a room. I don't know. Hurt themselves or making who knows what. But anyway, right. they, they put the kiln in storage. And so I went to the warden myself. And because I was the famous guy there, the warden was really like, there's two prisoners, prisons. There was a camp behind the big prison. The big prison mm -hmm. was in front, and it was the big prison was filled with uh, illegals. You know, they were in fact the the language, the most common language was Spanish at, at okay. the prison, and it was like hardcore. You know, uh, locked down. You know, twenty some odd hours, and very tough, tough prison. Uh, like the camp on the other side was behind it, and it was like. 800 inmates and there was a little chalk mark around the perimeter that you couldn't go past that chalk mark <laughs> and, uh, and there was no locks you know so, right. although we would they, they would open the they would come in the door uh, it was kind of symbolic but so i i uh, met the warden because he would get his car gassed and fixed, and uh, and he was there, and I and I walked up to him and I introduced myself, and he he got all excited, like I was oh, he shook my hand, oh, you're our famous guy, yeah. <laughs> and, and so then I asked him, I said, you got to kill him, you know, in the warehouse. He said, I do. I said, yeah. I said, and it would be nice if you know we could use it. And he's well, I'll look into it. Of course, that's code for fuck off. <laughs> You're not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look into it. Yeah, right. And so I realized that I wasn't going to get the kiln. So I thought, well, I can build one. You know, I was talking to some people yeah. that know about it. You know, and a lot of smart people in prison. And so we, I actually built a kiln oh, yeah. on the Indian grounds because the the the, the soil on on the um, in the prison was clay, basically clay. And so you mix it with water and put oh, a little okay. grass in there. You you got adobe. And so I made an adobe. Right, right. And then I used I use uh, building blocks, cement building blocks that I found. I, I had the rent of the prison. I could I could go to the, the shop, you know, where they give tools and I could get a wheelbarrow, I could get a shovel, I could get anything I needed. <laughs> and I'd load up because, you know, we're all prisoners. Like, hey, go ahead. I had hacksaws. I could, 
I could make, if I wanted to make weapons, I could have done it. I had a free range metal <laughs> shop. I had walking around with my, my uh, wheelbarrow and picking up stuff. And I found an old railroad tie, you know, so I hustled everything down to the, to the native uh, grounds, to the sweat lodge grounds. And I started building this uh, kiln. And then the warden, or the camp supervisor, not the warden, but the camp supervisor, you know, his right hand man. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, they, I was too famous for them to, for them to be messing with because of the, right. the, the press or the else. And so they, they, they just let me do whatever I wanted to do. So <laughs> I, I literally, they watched me build the kiln. I built it. Okay, now I got it built and I got it. It looked like an igloo. You know, with the opening, and so on. So I got all of the railroad ties because I need to fire it up. You know, mm-hmm. It needs to get over a thousand degrees to make it work. And right. So the railroad ties with all the all the oil and stuff and that. And so on the weekends, uh, the prison goes to like almost no staff. You know, they cut down, especially Sundays. There's nobody there. Maybe, mm-hmm. and we have women guards in the camp older ladies you know they, they should have been retired but you know it's it's that's what they do with prisons and they put them in rural counties so that mm-hmm. uh, the people people around there they got a, a place to work right and, and you know that's the industry for the for the people I and mean, that's all over mm-hmm. uh, america and so the, the sunday i was going to fire it up because there was no one no one watching and so i, I so we fired it up actually fired it up Friday night, and uh, we got it going because even Saturday, all day Saturday, it was very light, and then Sunday's hardly anybody there. Mm-hmm. And that thing, so we, we, a couple of us, we had it, we kept it burning. And, you know, we had my pottery in there, had my bongs in there, and fired it up. We never got it hot enough, though. But we, we fired it up for a whole weekend. In fact, when you went to the front of the, the dorms, uh, where they had a nice view of the of the Indian grounds, you see this fire blazing away. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was crazy, and no one saw That's it. No one, it. no one looked <laughs> out. No one saw it, man. Uh, and if they did, they didn't say shit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> what it was, and, and that's including the guards, because what 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 I learned in prison, man, is that you don't volunteer nothing ever. Right. Like one time, my job was sweeping, and, and I'm the kind of guy if I get involved in something, I really get involved in it. So I was really into the sweeping part. Man. Mm-hmm. And there'd be there's an area where the guys would come up to smoke cigarettes, throw their butts down. Sweep them up, <laughs> and it got to the point where these guys were—they weren't coming near me because every time I had to wait for them to throw that butt down, they don't sweep it out. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of made them nervous. So anyway, I, I, like, what is I, he doing? I, I got a little anal with it. I'm cleaning up in the walker that's really good. And I look at it. It's neat. A little bit of cardboard, a little thing. I run over and pick it up. Right. <laughs> notice the, the light standards. It looked like someone had spilled Coca-Cola or something over top of them. And so they needed cleaning. But the thing is, 
in prison, you don't do anything without permission. Mm -hmm. Nothing. You don't look at someone without their AI, blah, blah, blah. Because they, right. they, they, there's cameras and, and, and there's a record of everything. They, they write down everything. Mm -hmm. So I went, I went into control, which is, you know, where they, the, like the main office, like at school, it would be the principal's office. I went in there and there's these, uh, there's <laughs> these light standards that got some stain on them. And, uh, I would like permission to clean them off. And he said, uh, you got it. <laughs> so I went out there and then I found out it wasn't a stain. It was, uh, it was a deformed iron or something. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't clean up. But anyway, that gives you an idea of concentration. You right. know, that's how that's how I, I I went through prison because it was it was such an experience that I wanted to experience everything. I just didn't want to sit around and mope, you know, or right, you know, you know, just veg out. You know, I worked out. I, yeah, just feel sorry for yourself it, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, or 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 get bullied because that's another right. thing too. If 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 you got that what was me vibe, you know. People pick on you, and, and although right. in camp, you know, you couldn't be you couldn't be violent in camp at all. You'd lose it, you see, mm -hmm. because you got so much freedom in camp that if you mess up, you end up over in the other prison, and then you go into solitary <laughs> over there, and that's not nice. Yeah, but it was it was a trip, and but so I fired up the bombs, and then it took three days, and then. Of course, the fire destroyed most of the, the kiln. <laughs> I dug through all the ashes and then come up in the box. They weren't, they weren't fired up enough, you know. But it kept me busy. It kept me busy. And, uh, and, and so I've been making bombs ever since I can remember. Coming back out, you know, when you got some weed or hash to smoke and you need a pipe and you look around there's nothing around so you get creative <laughs> and then then macgyver I've, I've, <laughs> I've had yeah i've had people give me uh like we've had all sorts of like we had a contest just a friend of mine ad my friend and we went into uh what's that <laughs> my brain's not working though um <laughs> Uh, the hardware store, uh, Home Depot. Home Depot. We we call it Home Depot. If you look at, the, <laughs> and uh, yes. <clears throat> we found stuff that you can make pipes out of, and so mm -hmm. we, so so here's here's one that I, that I made out of a Home Depot pipe. This gas fittings. Gas fittings. And. And and this one here is just a piece of bamboo with a little gas sitting at the end. Oh, okay. Makes a great fight. There, there makes a great fight. This one I found this beautiful. bottle. I found this bottle uh, getting ready to be thrown away. I think it was a <laughs> bath salts or some some kind of bottle. But what a beautiful little bottle! Isn't that beautiful? That's you awesome. Gotta, and it makes a great bottle. Oh yeah. And so so I've been I've been like. Like this here is a mustard jar. It's going to be a bomb. And I'm going to leave the, the label on it too. This, this, <laughs> this will be another bomb. And so, 
and th this is the kind of pottery that I was telling you about. You know, the, the, that that I oh, made. that's really cool. Let's see, but but this is that's awesome. Very artistic guy, see, and and it, it's just like a little shot glass or something. But again, I'm right, right. Make a box. I'm gonna make a bomb out of it. It's a everything's a bomb. <laughs> this this guy here was. Um, Again, I don't know what this bottle was. Oh, it's like a little mustard or some little spice jar. But isn't that a beautiful jar? And and they're small. That's really cool. You know, almost looks like a light bulb. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's got. It, yeah. Now this year, this year, this is a design from Australia. It's a coconut. And. Uh, that's insane. I really like the design on the front. Primitive Pipes, the guy from Primitive Pipes makes these. He's in, where is he? Somewhere, Washington, somewhere. Anyway, we're, we're in contact all the time. It's uh, all out of bamboo, I mean, out of coconut. But these great, uh, it's really well done. Um, it looks beautiful. Yeah. So I'm, I'm starting up my bong company again only it's going to be called not a bong art <laughs> it's, it's going to be like glass art uh -huh. but they're not a they're not a bong and even okay. though they look and could be a bong uh we advise we being the company we advise them that these are collectibles and uh, although the, you can smoke out of them they're really collectibles you should be put them apart because they're just going to get more and more valuable as time right. goes by. You know, like our Chongbongs right now, you know, they started out, they were selling them for a couple hundred bucks and now they're going for two, three thousand dollars. So that's insane. So, yeah. So, so I'm going to, uh, now I wish I still had mine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm hooking up. There was a, a bomb maker called Jerome Baker. That was the name of his, uh, bomb company. Mm -hmm. But but that is that's not his real name. And anyway, uh, we uh, we're we're in contact with each other because I'm I'm going to start a uh, a contest to because uh, I want to I want to find the most expensive bong in the world, which will be a like it was a million dollar bong uh -huh. when I was when I went to, in 03, but now it's going to be a billion dollar bomb. Yes. <laughs> and we'll see what billionaires got enough cash to come up with it. You know, because it's <laughs> just going to get more, it's just going to get more expensive as right. the time goes by. You know, like I say, it's like art, it's collectible. And so I, I'm going to get more involved and then the, the, the proceeds uh, go toward uh, helping the, the planet. Because what I want to do, I've been working on this for many, many years now, a place called Hippie Land. Now, Hippie Land is a, it's a, it's a what do you call it? It's a theme park. Uh -huh. But it's de devoted for the hippie lifestyle. Okay. And, and more than anything, it's, it's, a, it's a combination campground, uh, amusement park. And uh, and the whole point is that uh, I want to create 
an environment where, you know, because a lot of homeless, it's not that they're homeless. It, it's out of choice because in this world now, especially with these uh, survival gear that they, they have going, you can sleep outside as comfortable as you can inside. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the rent is a lot easier. <laughs> right. <laughs> like there's, <laughs> there's no rent. Uh, it's not fair for the, the people that they camp up against, you know. And yeah. so what I want to do is, is create a hippie land so that there, there'll be areas for people that be hippies. That, <laughs> you know, they want to just have a nice, comfortable life without having to go through the, the problems of paying rent. And, uh, right, you know the hassle and, and, from other people. Well, the ha you know because the, a lot of it—that's what property is. Property is, mm -hmm. is is you you don't have not only you don't have the money, but you don't have the wherewithal, you know, to 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 get it. You know? Right, and it comes down to there's a lot of reasons for it. The main reason for property is for us to learn, because you know? we're here, you know. Uh, to learn. We're here on earth to learn. And anyway, uh, I've been looking at that, you know, and it's all because of I smoke weed and get these weird ideas. That's all I do. <laughs> That's how we come up with our greatest ideas sometimes too, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, the we whole thing, I mean, and we got to smoke and try to remember them again. <laughs> yeah, our iPhone, our computer, everything was because of the weed. Someone smoked a joint and went, I got, you know what? When we do this, so you know you got you got iPhone. I remember, I remember when when they were talking about uh, having our music down to a little uh, little whatever gigabyte. <laughs> you can get all uh -huh. your music. I remember them talking about it. I remember the who, who was it? Was it uh, yeah uh, the guy that died with the brain? Was it him? Uh, you know, that invented the... Uh, Stephen Hawking? Steve Jobs. 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 Steve Jobs. Yeah, okay. Jobs was talking about it. I remember Jobs talking about it. I remember him going from a, a lecture and talking about one day you're going to be able to carry all your, your music in this little phone. And everybody went, really? what? Yeah. How can you get a CD on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And nowadays you can control your AC unit with your phone. And you can control everything with your phone now. Yeah, you can park your car. You can send your car to get somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, there's so many things you can do now. Yeah. That's why. That's why I love what's. Go I I love the 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 lockdown now. You know because what what what's happening is the planet said, uh, you guys need a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing exactly. things wrong here. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> you're, you're, you're growing, okay, you're growing way, way, way too much food <laughs> because it's not hitting the people that really need it. <laughs> right. you, know? you know, and so you got to quit playing those kind of games, you know, Definitely. and, 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 and that's what that's what these plagues are all about is to teach 
to teach people, uh, you know, to change a lifestyle. That's all. So speaking of the lockdown and the pandemic, I'm sorry about that stutter a little bit. <laughs> what are you doing to pass the time? Do you have any movies you're watching, any TV shows, good book, or? I'm really, no, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to dance tango and Argentine tango because I was on Dance with the Stars and and my wife knows how to dance tango. I don't. <laughs> I faked it a lot. I fake it, and, and I can't fake it anymore. So, I'm I, I'm using the tango uh, exercise the routines to create a, a like a, a yoga routine for guys because it's guys that need to learn how to dance tango. Women can follow, and there's a few things that they need to learn, but it's a guy that has to steer the boat you know and, Agreed. and, and it's the greatest it's the greatest dance exercise there is because it really is a, 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 like it gives us license to dance with these incredibly sexy gorgeous ladies and to get <laughs> so close to them that it, it really is making love with your clothes on and <laughs> And to not only be uh, applauded for it and rewarded for it, <laughs> but <laughs> but it it treats it it educates guys because I think it should be like I want to create tango schools where you actually pay the student to to come to learn tango because it's a good investment because when you learn tango you learn how to interact with the opposite sex or with another person. <laughs> because in order to do tango, you have to be well-dressed, you have to be clean, you have to be well-dressed, you have to be super polite, <laughs> you, have to, uh, you have to indicate, not show or push people around, but you have to indicate to your partner what step you want to do. And so what it does, tango itself creates uh, this, this, uh, this social awareness mm -hmm. that's lacking. It's lacking in, in, our, in our culture. You know, you can see it. You can see it. That, that kind of social awareness. That's why, like with this pandemic, that's why we needed somebody with military experience to take, take charge. Because mm -hmm. the thing about the military is military makes no, there's not, no, you're not confused about who's in charge. Right. You see, you see uh, and so therefore you can do what you're supposed to do and someone, and, and then expect everybody else to do what they're supposed to do. But it, it's, it's organization. And so the military exactly. knows how to, they know how to organize, you see. And, mm -hmm. and so I, anyway, I learned, uh, I'm, I'm doing tango. And I'm doing, uh, uh, I'm writing uh, movies. Uh, I'm uh, working on my music. Not hard, just relax. <laughs> I'm really learning how to relax. And I'm, uh, oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm doing more uh, cameos. I do cameos and they pay me money to give out shout outs. Uh -huh. So I, I got 
two or three, maybe more a day. And, and that, that, that's how the income's coming in. Um, right. And, and I'm still connected with people. And uh, no, I, I, and then I get to read, reread my, my uh, spiritual books. I've, I've got some really good, uh, good spiritual books. There's a book called, around here, The Runner's Bible. If you get a chance, check it out. It's yeah, definitely. The Runner's, the Runner's Bible. What it is, it's the Bible compiled into these little uh, paragraphs. Uh, you know, they they cut through the nitty gritty. They cut through the nitty gritty, and they get right to the to the essence of of the message of the Bible, because the Bible right. really is a, a book of instructions of how to be human. You know, and mm -hmm. it tells you everything. It tells you everything. It tells you why we're here. It tells you how long we're going to be here. It tells you. What happens if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't follow the golden rules, uh, you know, it, it, it's a, it, and the thing is, it, it unlocks the secrets that everybody's really looking for, you know, they're, they're searching, like, like you look at, at humanity, you know, and uh, right. especially the, the, now that we got Trump, and by the way, you know, you know what the old people are, old age homes. You know what they are? What's that? They're the they're the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> Think about oh, it. Man. When they start going down, and then we said, "Whoa, we got a we got a pandemic on board." Yeah, and, and they were the they were the ones. Because they're trapped, they, they ain't going nowhere, and so the disease right. hits them right off the bat. So that tells you, and so all you have to do to see if it's safe to go out is to check the the old age homes. That's all you have to right. do. How are they doing? They're there. They're the ones. Oh, it's not happening there anymore. Oh, okay. Then maybe they're if they're clean, and then you test everybody else. But the whole right. point of the whole point of this pandemic is to, to teach us humans come on lighten up on what you're doing you know with the plastic with the oil i mean we you know nature's showing us how to get energy without digging into the ground you know you don't have to dig in the ground the, the sun's right there it's always been there right. it will always be there you know it has more energy than we'll ever use in in, exactly. in eternity Eternity, and all we have exactly. to do is realize that, realize that, and see what happens. That these oil companies, they 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 make so much money, and 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 they're just producing death to the planet, because like coal. Back in the day, uh, a coal miner, when they dug by hand, their life expectancy was like 18, 19 years old, maybe twenty, you know, because of the black lung. We weren't meant. Yeah. We weren't. We weren't meant to go underground. See the body. <laughs> this high is not. We're supposed to be above ground. You know, <laughs> we're we're not moles. You know, and 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 everything's in front. Like like I got a kumquat tree in my yard right now. That's I I, I it's 
putting producing so much fruit. I don't know what to do with it. You know, right. I don't want it to just fall right, but it's feeding, it's feeding the planet. You see, we've got all the food we need on the planet. We don't need, the, there, there's no need for anybody to be starving, you know, but. And no, yeah, Bible, I agree, 100%. And, 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 and the Bible tells us all this. If, if you get, if you start reading the Bible, but you've got to know the code because the Bible's filled with code. You know, because you couldn't write the truth. People have to get it in, in like a, some sort of story. Like, remember that old yeah. biblical story of Jonah and the whale, where Jonah gets swallowed by yes. the whale? Remember that? Mm -hmm. Well, see, that, that was written by people that didn't understand the concept of the soul. See, our spirit can go anywhere and be anything. Mm -hmm. Our spirit, it's our spirit that goes into the whale. See, when we, when we die, we don't die. Right. We just transition to other areas. Like we, yeah, there's heaven, there, there, there's uh, the spiritual world where we go and okay, and then we get our next assignment. But our next assignment isn't always to be another human or to, to be, you know. Right. It can be whatever we need to learn, you know, and because we're eternal beings. Yeah, because we're eternal beings. We got to learn everything. We got to know what it's like to be Definitely. a tree. We got to know what it's like to be a whale. See, and so that story about Jonah and the whale, it was his spirit that went into the whale, you see. And, and there's, right. a, there's a native tribe. Sense. There's a native tribe outside of Seattle. And a chief, when he was getting ready to transition, when he was getting ready to die, he told his people that he will <laughs> become, he'll go into a whale and he'll come back. And he did. He died within days or hours. A whale appeared in the sound and, and it just stayed there and it signaled. It signaled the people that that the chief was there. I mean, see, that's awesome. That's all in the Bible. That's that. All that stuff <laughs> is in the Bible. So, you get the Runner's Bible. It's on. You know, you can get it. And the reason they call it the Runner's Bible is yeah. because the guy compiled it for his kids, and his daughter, I think, was a runner, and so she was always on the go. Okay. And, 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 and she was like busy. She was always on the go. And so she was running here and running there. And so, so they called it the runner's Bible. And so when you get it, now that's just one. There's another book called the I Ching. You guys gotta get that. The I Ching is a Chinese book of uh, chance. And, and what, it, what, the, what you do, you throw coins or you throw stocks, uh, like pickup sticks. And, and then, and then there, the, there's the instructions on it. But basically, the I Ching is a, a, flip, a coin flip, like you know, heads or tails. You know how we start the game: you kick, yeah. you receive. It's a coin flip, okay? But coin flips in the I Ching, there's three coins. You use three coins, and then you record what what comes up, the numbers that you come up. And but again, mm -hmm. I, I Ching, it looks like I Ching. But the E, the I is okay. pronounced E, E Ching. And then one more book is called uh, uh, 
anything by uh, uh, this mystic. His name is Joel S. Goldsmith. Joel S. Goldsmith. Okay. Check him out. One more. Emmett Fox. Emmett Fox. Check out these books. Those change your life. I definitely will. Definitely. Yes, definitely. 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 Yes, definitely. definitely. Into those books. But uh, earlier, but, uh, you, earlier mentioned you mentioned about writing some movies. Which one more you could elaborate on that? On the movie that we're going to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in an interesting... <laughs> I, I'm an anomaly for myself, even because because I was given I was given this 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 job. Now I got to figure out the best way to do the job, and um, it, it's coming out that it's probably going to be in the form of a movie or movies. See, see, I I never was a. Uh, you know, like I never grew up thinking I wanted to make movies. I'm gonna, you know, I was never Spielberg or or, or Tarantino. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm I'm a, an anomaly. I can do so many things, but I think while I'm here, I don't have much time now. I think I'm going to go in in into making movies. It's small. Small, low budget. Okay. With with definite uh, and and but I got plans for a huge, big budget movie too. See, I'm getting messages, <laughs> 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 and I'm kind of, you know, everything that happens to me is sort of ordained. Uh, mm -hmm. Ever, ever since I can remember, like there's certain things, like the book I'm telling you about, uh, Joel Goldsmith. Uh, I was in yeah. New York. I was in New York, walking down. I'm going on my way to the, to a gym. I'm going to work out. You know, it's the only thing I in my life. By the way, I work out too. I'm you know, with weights. And I've been working out since I was like 16. Not not steady, but you know, okay. Like, yeah, stay in shape. Uh, so I was, on right, right. Way, I was on my way to the gym, and all of a sudden, I got turned into this publishing store. Like, I, I had no intentions to go into the store. My intent was to go to this mm -hmm. gym. And that, but next thing you know, I'm turning into this publishing. I look up, it's HarperCollins Publishing. And so I go in. And it felt like someone was carrying me. And next thing you know, I'm in front of this rack of books and my hand, literally something took my hand and I come up with the, the biography of Joel S. Goldsmith. And I looked at it and then I went to the, to the cashier and I said, I guess I want this book. <laughs> <laughs> she took my money, <laughs> and I don't—I don't think I went to the gym. I think I started reading that book. I started <laughs> reading that book, and it was his life story. 
It that's was, awesome. It was as if, well, and that's what it was. It was the, the powers to be. He gave me that book. In that book, by the time, but by before that, I was on the path. I was on this this spiritual path ever since I can mm -hmm. remember. When I was a kid. I grew up in uh, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and we lived on the on the outside of the building <laughs> where they had building permits. We we're on the right. outside of that, just beyond that, where you could throw up anything and live in it. You know, and right. they were like big big ranches and farms, and then little little shacks, little mm -hmm. squatters. We, we, we were squatters. Although my dad bought a, bought a house. I grew up into that area. There was no entertainment. There was, we had a radio. That was it. And there was one station in, in Calgary back there. This was in the 40s, 50s, early, early 50s, or late 40s. And the only thing uh, available for entertainment was church, Sunday school. And right. so every Sunday we would hike about a mile to this little church. And they had no one uh, teaching Sunday school. So I ended up teaching Sunday school, <laughs> basically reading, reading biblical stories. And then I was taken to a Bible camp that summer. Again, very ordained. I'm out in the middle of a field and a car comes across the field and stops and says, hey, you want to go to camp? Sure. Jump in the car and <laughs> went and got permission from my mother, went to Bible camp. And, and I, I blossomed. I blossomed. I loved it. It was all about the stories. I don't know how many times I got baptized because <laughs> I loved it. it. It was just fun getting baptized <laughs> and uh yeah yeah my my brother was with me because mm -hmm. he was older and he was like with the bad kids you know running around creating all sorts of shit you know? and i was just digging all the stories in that and so so my background really has been on a, on a very um uh fun 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 trip you know like like out i got out of school as soon as i could grade nine i quit in grade i quit in grade 10 then i went back and i finished grade 10 and i tried to finish grade 11 couldn't do it quit again started smoking pot boom quit school <laughs> immediately <laughs> become a blues musician and uh, that's what i've been doing Ever since, but I've always had that 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 awareness. Right. It's a, it's a it's a spiritual awareness, and it's kind of awareness because one of the things that Joel Goldsmith teaches is that you don't preach, you don't you don't tell, you don't talk to people, and you don't argue with them about it. You don't say you know that your way is the only way. You don't right. do it that. You only talk to people that want to hear what you have to say. Exactly. Other than that, other than that, you just go, you know, just listen. listen. Right. I, I did a show called uh, It's God. And when I did the red carpet on It's God, he says, when you talk to God, what do you say? 
<laughs> I said, I don't, I don't talk to God. And he goes, what? I said, I, I listen. That's true. That's, That's true. Awesome. I never talk. I never talk to God. I just listen. Because what am I going to say to God? <laughs> right? He probably already knows it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But if he's got something to say to you, you want to hear it. And that's that. Oh, look at me. Exactly. Look at my life. Look at my life. And people say, "How how, how you doing? How you doing?" And I'm I, I'm living in a not a mansion, but it's a nice, beautiful, comfortable home with a pool in the richest area in L.A. Uh, I got neighbors just sold this house for forty-five billion million dollars. Another one. There's two being built across. One across the street. Another one next door. I'm right. going to be surrounded. We're going to be surrounded by these billionaires. Uh, I get food delivered. I've got everything I, I need. I got more guitars than I can play. I got a, a flat roof where I got my golf uh, set up where I can practice pitching and putting. That's awesome. Uh, I absolutely need nothing. And, and what I do, and I'm walking around my house. And I'm, and I'm discovering all sorts of beautiful things. My wife is an artist, and so we, we live in a jungle. It's oh. just incredible. I mean, her, her taste is incredible. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> her, her taste is incredible. <laughs> in, fact, <laughs> in fact, I think I'm the only... <laughs> I'm the only flaw in her art. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to that much. Yeah, I'm the guy that goes, uh, oh yeah, we got him too. <laughs> <laughs> no, and she's a, she's, a, she's a phenomenal cook. She's a phenomenal cook. And because she's bored, she's thinking of new recipes. You know? oh, That's awesome. Let's try this. <laughs> oh, let's try that. I'm going, what's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> The only only thing I have to do is uh, wash dishes and, and clean the pots and pans. Again, right. I get I get I get weird, weirded out. You know, what's a better way to do this? Better way to do that? No, I'm 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 having probably the best time of my life <laughs> with this. <laughs> Honestly, she, that's that's great to hear, though. Yeah, she can't she can't hide from me now. She can't run away. Because you think it's like. I'm here, I'm gone, I'm gone. I don't see her. You know, whoa, where are you going? Oh, you're gone again? Oh, now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she hides from me, though. She goes on wax by herself <laughs> just, to get a, just to get away from me. But the well, same as Chief. I know, my fiance does the same thing. Did she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same as Chief. I know, my fiance does the same thing. Did she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when Chief and, and I broke up, they asked Cheech and Cheech told him, I, I got tired of hearing his voice. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. Uh, but he came back, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, no choice. <laughs> we're so, on, Tommy, we're I know. Zoom. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said we're on a Zoom with, uh, for 420. Uh -huh. And Wil Wilmer from the Ford, uh, from the that seventy show was on. Yeah, with me, and we're talking. Wilmer's he's got a beard now, you know, and, and I was laughing because I knew him when he couldn't grow any hair on his face, right. so young. And I said, 
So how's the, the lady situation? He said, oh, I, I'm, I'm getting married. I said, well, congratulations. What are you going to name her? <laughs> said, what? I said, well, she's pregnant, isn't she? And he goes, well, I said, well, isn't that why you get married? <laughs> and as teachers on the line, teachers, hey, Wilmer, I've been putting up with that for years, man. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> So, Tommy, I got to ask, how close do you think we are to cannabis legalization on, on a national level? Uh, probably as soon as we get Trump out of there, you know, as soon as we get someone with a half a brain, you know, knows what they're doing, <laughs> you know, because right, right now, right now, you know, we're, we're being... Uh, manipulated by the Russians, <laughs> you know. We'll have to ask Putin about that. <laughs> no, the legalization, legalization, uh, <clears throat> you know what has to happen, I, I, I think, and I think, I, I think we can make it happen. Um, they're having problems trying to figure out ways to, to treat like pot like alcohol, and you can't do that, you see. Because mm -hmm. alcohol right. basically, alcoholism is, alcoholism is, 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 a, is a poison, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a poison, you know, it, it's, and, it, and it affects uh, tribes of people, uh, whole groups of people, you know, like the American Native, you know, uh, it, yeah, it yeah. decimated, decimated them. And so alcohol is, is a, it was very, is very dangerous. It's taken down civilization after civilization. Weed, on the other hand, is medicine. It always has been. Mm -hmm. It's always been a, an herb. It's been medicine, both mentally and spiritually. It's a medicine. Right. So, so, so weed has to be treated like a medicine. That's how we got it legal in California. Medical marijuana. Medical marijuana gets legal all over the world because it's medical. You see, right. it's only only when you start looking at it like recreational, where, where where you're looking at how much money the cartels are making and how much money you know the the black markets making. And, and and right now, you see that's why New York is illegal, and I think Florida and I think uh, uh, Texas because there's so much money in the black market area that, that the feds, that no one wants to cut that off, even though they make noises like they, they wanna track, you know, crack down on all the drug cartels, that's all bullshit. They're making right. money. And mm -hmm. so when we get rid of, when we, get, when we finally get a, a government, you know, that really is a government, you know, uh, the first thing they're gonna find out is uh, they talk to experts and 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 marijuana is a medicine it should be treated as a medicine and it should not be taxed as 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 rough as they're taxing it now you know right because they'll end up making more money by the the savings in the health department alone you know you you you, you, you marijuana is the answer for opioids you know in fact I was in Vancouver one time. I was at the Cannabis Cafe, and 
they had uh, the the heroin supply was cut off. They do that every once in a while so they can raise prices, and so they cut off the heroin supply, and uh, and there was this junkie, and he was just jonesing for his heroin. In the meantime, he's puffing away on a joint like it was the only thing that helps him. And I looked at that and I said, well, there's right. your answer. There's your answer. As long as he had his weed, he was okay. And, and that's, that's the way it is uh, with, with, with everybody. So it'll, it'll be legal and it'll be done. And the other thing too, is I think that we're going to uh, put a, a bunch of people together and, and have our own uh, cannabis, uh, bank of cannabis have our own uh, bank Definitely. where we can we can deal with all the cannabis people in the world and you know is it be cannabis uh, you know a bank a bank right that, right that's that's not hard to do no i think especially too if, if everybody in the industry were to to team up somehow together to make that happen cuz right now disposer mainly that's that's their biggest biggest sale right there is buying those those safes bank safes yeah 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 no it's we're we're gonna we're, we're coming into a nice nice area of our life finally you know well, we, well we've been we've been doing it with the with the with the ai by the way everybody's yeah. afraid a lot of people are afraid of uh, artificial intelligence i'm definitely not because it's man that created artificial intelligence <laughs> right <laughs> you know i mean yeah it's going to be everybody at chess because it's a, it's a computer but right. eventually eventually uh you know uh, i i mean I, I i don't know what i'd do without alexis i have alexis i gotta be careful if i say it too loud she'll say uh, can I, she'll tell me what time it is or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, I could work her. Yeah, I had a hard time with uh, Alexis because I was calling her Alexa and she wasn't answering <laughs> me. And so finally my son says, it's Alexa, dad. No, I, I, I use her all the time. But that's where we're at now, man. I mean, look right. at us. We're, we're zooming. We don't. I don't need to go into some, you know. And then they're going to yeah. find out with, with with a lot of sports, a lot of stuff like that there too. You know, but we'll sit back and relax because exactly. I'm, I'm trying to think like like Cheech and I. You know, when we go on tour and that, you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. to to tour. You got to get up. You got to catch a plane. You got to travel. You got to check in a hotel. You got to you got all that shit, and right. uh, and then you got to perform, and then you hope this right, that right. Hey, we don't have to do that. <laughs> we, right. we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> I know. I think everybody after this pandemic, they're gonna realize too. We don't have to leave. We could just no. do all of this from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not only that, but people are talking to each other now. Yeah, you know? their, their kids are, you know. The, Parents are being able to teach their kids, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and and by the way, what are the parents usually doing, chasing? You know, like like right. like, like, like a lot of the, those people that have two or three jobs. That's not right. Right. That's not right. 
Right. That's not right. You need you need time to to do what you're doing, to you know, like when I lived in the country, there it was it was miles to a, a bus. So if you wanted to go somewhere, you took a you rode a bike. A bike was like king, or you walked. Right. <laughs> and now it kills me. You know, people living in these beautiful homes and everything else. You're out running. <laughs> Trying to stay alive <laughs> so they can enjoy this shit. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. The, the, there was a there is a big lesson, big lesson with this pandemic, and and we're learning it. We're learning mm -hmm. it. It shows you. It shows you that 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 every the, the, the nature cares. You know, the the rainforest is full right. of spirit. It's all spirit, you know, and 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 it's just like these creatures that are, are disappearing, you know, like the polar bears, you know. Now I see, saw a thing where we got to save the polar bears. No, you don't. You don't have to save. No, <laughs> no, you don't. I mean that they were created because we had ice, and now you were ice. They they will mutate to be something else. Nothing ever leaves this planet. Everything, they, they say every drop of water that was here in the beginning of time is still here. Exactly. And when Earth was formed, every drop of water that was at that moment of incep or conception mm -hmm. is still here. We're 90% water. We've always been here in one yeah. form or another. It, that's what eternity really means, you see. And so we're here for a little parenthesis in eternity, you know, just a little space. Okay, we're here. And why are we here? To learn. Learn what? How to get along, how to help each other. That's mm -hmm. what we're here to do. We're here to help each other. And then we're given all these, these tests, like a pandemic, because it's a physical world. And so for every action, there's a reaction. So if you treat the, the planet wrong, boom, you're going to get a reaction. This is a reaction. But you learn everything, every step of the way you learn. That's why the hell that the Bible talks about is a physical hell. Mm -hmm. Notice that? Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. like it's not a spiritual hell, it's a physical hell. The burning itself is a physical act. You can't right. have fire. You can't have fire without oxygen. You can't have fire and without without uh, uh, fuel. You need fuel exactly. to fire. So all of that. And so what is hell? Uh, it, it's depicted by some guy that's shoveling coal into the furnace <laughs> for eternity. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and so you look at look at it, look, look look at real life. What did they had in Kentucky? Guys shoveling coal. <laughs> yep. Fraternity. <laughs> That's hell. That's hell. Go to the spiritual world. There's only love. There's only love in the spiritual world. There's nothing else. Just love. Exactly. Okay. Well, Tommy, I don't want to okay, keep too much go, longer. Um, I just wanted to ask yep. uh, if we could answer uh, four quick fan questions. Okay. Awesome. What are they? 
So the fans really want to know, what is your favorite munchie food? Wow. <laughs> you kind of like, growing quite, quite big. Oh, is it? From the line. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Chocolate-covered uh, graham crackers is one. So, so um, like the syrup or the frosting? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, graham cracker? That's all I know. And oh, okay. Someone sent, someone sent me, in fact, it was a, a podcast guy sent me a big basket of goodies. Uh, I love that. My, my wife's <laughs> homemade banana bread. Uh, ooh, that's ooh, that's one of my favorites right there. Oh, and oh, and you know what I'm making with the kumquats? I, I take kumquats, de-seed them, mm -hmm. and then boil them. And then I I've got all this uh, marijuana suckers, you know, these candies, hard candies. And so I I melt I melt that in a in a saucepan, and I add it to the uh, mix of the kumquat juice, and then I freeze them. And I make uh, kumquat uh, popsicles oh, that are infused, infused. No, <laughs> I, did, I did it with with her graham I, oatmeal cookies. She she made oatmeal cookies, and so I put some weed in there, and she goes, "That's too much weed." I said, ah, "Come on, put weed." <laughs> I ate one cookie, and I sat at the kitchen table for an entire day. Oh man! <laughs> I, I couldn't get out of the. Oh. I would try to watch TV. All I could do was hear it, and I sat. I sat at the table with with a half-eaten cookie. Well, I ate the whole cookie. Not <laughs> but that yeah, the oatmeal cookies, uh, practically everything. Everything right now is my favorite munchie food. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that. So. The next one, uh, the fans want to know, what's your favorite that you would prefer to smoke, flour or concentrates? Uh, what, what, what's ever there? I used to say anything <laughs> given to me by a naked lady. Uh, <laughs> can't I can't say argue that, that one. Yeah, but you can't say it anymore. You know, you have the Me Too, you know, some accuses me <laughs> put, my, put my finger in her pee pee, you know. Um, <laughs> No, I think my favorite uh, flower is probably my favorite. I, I like the routine. I like, you know, crumbling it up. I like, years ago, we had a cleaner. Variety. You know, we had to clean the seeds and the stems. And that's what album covers were made for. You know, you could just <laughs> scoot them up. And it was a whole ritual. And I like rituals. I, I like rituals, especially for, for smoking. I definitely feel you, that, like the, you yeah. got to get your bag, you got to get your, your your comfy seat, you know, your yeah. favorite piece, you know, you're breaking it down. Uh, my yeah. dogs like to eat the stems sometimes if I throw them in their direction, you know. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Good you know, get, get the music going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I do like variety, like you were saying, too. Um, I've This whole time we've been talking, I've been puffing on a little bit of concentrate, you know, at my fancy little new pipe here but nothing beats yeah. a, a bowl of some green or one rolled up fresh you know yeah i got chong's choice or tommy chong's uh what is it this is cbd and with 25 megs of thc 
I, I, I do. The, 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 this comes in handy too, for for the boys. You know. Hmm. That's related <laughs> too. That's nice. No flower, flower, but still, I, I, hmm. I love, I love my testing my bombs. That's what I like doing. Oh, man. I would love to build a bong with you sometime, man, if we ever get an opportunity to. But our last question here is from the fans. Who would you nominate into the Stoner Hall of Fame? Not already there? Yeah. Yeah. Someone's not not already there. See. I, I guess Paul McCartney. Yeah, I like I like I like Paul. I've always liked Paul. I've always, uh, you know, I, I mean, great music. I, I I met I met every Beatle except Paul, and I kind of smoked with every Beatle except Paul, and uh, but his music, fuck, come on, listen to listen to everybody else's music, right, and then listen to the Beatles. <laughs> Listen to the Beatles. Well, um, hey, I, I really wanted to say thank you again for, for doing this with us today. We really appreciate you taking out the time. Um, yes, okay. definitely. Um, uh, like I said, we've both grown up watching your movies. I think uh, my dad and my mom are one of your probably biggest fans. I've probably listened to almost all, every one of your records, seen all your movies. I'm sure this guy's seen them too. The well, past couple of weeks, I think I've rewatched a lot of them, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Waiting for yeah. this to talk to you. So it, it's been an honor. Yeah. Your patience with this. Have you seen Far Out Man yet? The one I just. Oh, I don't. Yes. I have it. You saw that, didn't you? Yes. I have not seen that yet, but that's what I'm probably watching tonight. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, check uh-huh. it out. It's got it's got some really cute things in there. Little little things in there. Uh, it was right. one of Sugar Ray Leonard. It was his favorite movie because I had a friend of his in the, in the movie. But check it out. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Have a great day, homie.